Hello, everybody. Welcome to MTG Plays Podcast. We're talking Crimson Vow. We're going to release these in mini episodes, so you'll get one color an episode. We're just going to talk about rares and mythic rares. So uh, let's jump right in. All right, and now we're on to green cards, which is James's favorite color because you know he's got James's jungle. So let's uh, talk about the Crimson Vow green cards here. All right, so uh, first stuff in green, we have Ascendant Pack Leader. Uh, it is one green for a 2-1 wolf creature that uh, says Ascendant Pack Leader enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one counter on it if you control a permanent with mana value four or greater. And then it also has whenever you cast a spell with mana value four or greater, put a plus one, plus one counter on Ascendant Pack Leader. That seems really good in a big deck. Yeah, it seems really good, even in Commander, if you're playing a 1-1 counter deck, because for one mana, it's a 2-1, and then, like, if you play something big, you get a counter on it. If you have something big out already, like, it's not the beginning of the game, you get a counter on it. And then, worst case, you don't put any counters on it, but you have other cards that put counter on it. Like, yeah, <laughs> it seems good. Uh, I could definitely see it in some kind of creature token deck, for sure. Especially in Commander, because you're going to play stuff that costs 4 greater. I mean, it's going to happen. Next card is another wolf. We got Cemetery Prowler. It's one green green, so three mana for a 3-4 wolf with Vigilance. Uh, When it enters the battlefield or attacks, you exile a card from a graveyard. And then spells you cast cost one less to cast for each card type they share with cards exiled with them. So first time you attack, you exile something, say it's a creature, all your creatures cost one less. Next time, say it's an artifact, all your artifacts cost one less. But if it's an artifact creature, it would cost two less. That's really interesting. So uh, this kind of reminds me of like the death, uh, the death rate shaman uh, uh, flavor a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're just exiling uh, stuff with the like the types. Mm. But what was each type did something different, whereas in this case it's just it costs less to cast. So yeah, um, definitely interesting, especially with the with the multi uh, cart types. That's kind of cool. So yeah, it kind of stacks. Yeah, I think it's gonna be very good in. Like, especially in standard, like you're just going to exile a creature and all your wolves are going to cost less. Yeah, I mean, man, mana value is always good. So I could. And eh, three is. I mean, three for a three, four vigilance by itself is honestly pretty nice. So pretty good value for the card. Um, and yeah, nice effect for sure. Uh, next up, we have. Uh, Cultivator Colossus. Uh, it is four green, green, green. Four green, green, green. So seven total. For a uh, star, star uh, plant beast creature that has trample, and it says Cultivator Colossus power and toughness are each equal to the number of lands you control. And then it has when Cultivator Colossus enters the battlefield, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped. If you do, draw a card and repeat this process. Ooh interesting yeah so this is not that good in like a limited format because you're probably gonna hit maybe one land if you're lucky and it's gonna be but it's still gonna be 80 with trample but in commander this is just busted like this card's pre-selling for like 20 bucks right now because with abundance if you have abundance out you get instead of drawing you get to choose land so you could play every land in your deck with this card if you have abundance out yeah exactly 
Because you can always <laughs> just choose land. Choose land. Yeah, because you go land, 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 and you literally play every land from your deck into play and get infinite in, landfall triggers. Yeah, yeah. In a landfall <laughs> deck, it's just insanity. Or just, you know, you, play 30 lands, and then you have a 30-30 for seven. <laughs> that's also, yeah, that also seems very good. With trample, so they die. <laughs> yeah, so it's super, super good in commander. You're probably going to see this around a lot in commander. Yeah, this seems like a very good green card for a commander for sure. Um, pretty big for standard. I mean, maybe a bomb, but eh, I don't know. Definitely good in the older sets, though. Uh, next, we got Dig Up, which is one green for a sorcery. It says, search your library for a basic land card, reveal it and put it into your hand, then shuffle. But it has a cleave cost for one colorless black, black, green, so four mana, which then you get to search for any card and put it into your hand, then shuffle. So four to basically tutor for anything. Yeah, so for or four just... mana, it's a diabolic tutor, literally the same card. Yeah. Same cost, even. And then for one mana, you can get a land. Right. It just mixes in the green color, basically, is the only difference. Right. Um, so that's fine. I mean, definitely good for, uh, you know, land fetch, I guess. Um, just another land fetch for one. Um, so it, it's, it's, it's okay, I guess. Yeah, I think if you run Diabolic Tutor in, your, in a green-black commander deck, you might as well replace it with this, because then you have the option to spend only one mana for a land instead of... Right. Um, or play things. both if you want more tutors. Or, I mean, yeah, or playing both if you want more tutors. So, yeah, versatile. It's always good. Uh, next up, we have Glorious Sunrise. It is three green-green for an enchantment. Uh, that has, at the beginning of combat on your turn, choose one. So you can choose creatures you control, get plus one, plus one, and gain trample to end of turn. Or target land gains tap, add three greens until end of turn. Or draw a card if you control a creature with power three or greater. Or you gain three life. Yeah, so this enchantment has got a lot of different modes on it. Uh, but you get it every single turn. So obviously, you're gonna the first turn you play this, you're gonna play this in your pre-combat main phase. So you can get it right away. Um, oh yeah. In the limited format, this card is a bomb. It's Value City. Like every game that I've gotten this out, I have won. Um, I can see that. <laughs> just being able to give your creature the modes that I tend to use most is give all your creatures one one trample if you have a lot of dudes out, or uh, if you have one creature power three greater needy cards, just drawing a card every turn is nice. And then if you can't do either of those, you usually gain three life. The mana accelerant, when you already have five, like, okay, you can add you right, know, something yeah. for eight, maybe, or seven, but, like, it, it's not a huge deal. If you're trying to play that that freaking Colossus earlier, sure, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, when you have five mana, you probably don't need land like that, but who knows? Maybe you're playing, trying to play bombs. Um, but, yeah, anytime that something pumps creatures and gives trample is very nice. For sure. This would be very good in your token deck, because just every combat, oh, they have trample in 1-1. Exactly. And there's not many cards that I have in that deck that actually give trample. I think there's only maybe three that I can think of off the top of my head. So yeah, that'd be a nice addition for sure. So next we have Hamlet Vanguard, which is two and a green for a 1-1 human warrior. 
that has ward two. So if an opponent tries to target, they have to pay an extra two or it's countered. Uh, and then when it enters the battlefield, it enters with two plus one plus one counters on it for each other non-token human you control. So this is very good in a human tribal deck. Yeah, nice tribal card for sure. Um, uh, we haven't seen... Have we seen much human stuff for tribal in the past? Because um, I know Allies was a big thing, but I don't know if it was human. Yeah, there's, there's some. Um, humans is a deck in vintage right now. Um, oh, okay, so way back. <laughs> yeah, other than that, there, the, you could do it in Commander. There's a lot of stuff in this set that works well with humans, and there's some in the last couple sets. Um, I think if you do five color humans is the most common because then you could like do any human from anywhere. And most of the payoffs are in like one or two or three, like they're in different colors. So you almost have to play five colors to make it really good. Um, but in this set, you could probably do green, white humans. Okay. Interesting. And I see the next one we're going to read is also a human. So I guess it could probably go with it. Um, so our next card is hive heart shaman it is three green for a three five human shaman creature uh that has whenever hive heart shaman attacks you may search your library for a basic land card that doesn't share a land type with the land you control put that card onto the battlefield then shuffle then it also has five green uh, so you pay five green to create a one one green insect creature token put X plus one plus one counters on it where X is the number of basic land types among lands you control activate only as a sorcery. All right. So this is definitely for a five color deck. Yeah. So if, if you're playing more than two colors, usually, well, even more than one, you know, you're going to search for one you don't have out. Right. So if you have only forest, you're going to get, you know, your second color. Most times you're playing five colors. You're going to have at least one defined. So that's oh, yeah, why it's sure. really good in five colors. Um, but even like draft, if like you can splash a third color land just so you could pay six to make four fours, like it's right. pretty crazy. Yeah, um, that's definitely not bad. Uh, that that second ability definitely not good in like a like a mono or maybe dual color deck. Yeah, it's I mean, because again, it's worse. Say you play this in a single color deck, you're playing four mana for a three five. You're not going to get a land, so it's just four for three five. That's pay six, make a two two. Like, that's yeah. not that great. Uh, that's not great at all. <laughs> so, yeah, you're going to want at least three colors in your deck, I think, before you look at playing this. Definitely. Uh, yeah, definitely um, in the right scenario, it's good, but um, definitely not in a mono deck. Uh, next up, we got Hollowing Moon. It's two and a green for an enchantment. At the beginning of combat on your turn, target wolf or werewolf you control gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. And then the second ability is whenever an opponent casts their second spell each turn, create a 2-2 wolf creature token. Uh, so this is a nice uh, wolf tribal card right here. Yeah, and in the last set we actually got the first ever werewolf commander card, so if you're playing that deck, Ooh, this sick. will definitely go in it. Yeah. Nice. I'd love to see some werewolves playing commander. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and especially since we have plenty now between the old Innistrad and all the other variations we've had. Um, yeah, the only thing is if you're if you play the old ones and the new ones, you have to remember how the new ones affect day night and the old ones do not, so they'll be flipped at different times. So you have to, right? Yeah, so yeah make sure you remember how each one works. <laughs> I could, I, I think it'd be cool to, to see though for sure. Um, and something like this definitely uh, empowers that because uh, that's a lot of uh, value. Like whenever they cast a spell, or no, it's their second spell. That's what it is. 
Okay. So that's still pretty good, especially if you're in a commander, you know, match, say, with like four people. You're, you're almost guaranteed to get a 2-2, two, two, like, like three 2-2s two, every turn, basically. Well, they have to play two spells, though, right? So, I mean, I yeah. guess the beginning, at the be- if you get to sell on turn three, yeah, you're probably going to get a lot of it's two-twos. probably going to happen. If it's people later are probably going to cast two. If it's later in the game, people are probably going to play one big thing, and then you won't get it. But right, yeah, I could I could see it being good though for sure. Uh, All right, uh, what's next? Uh, oh, I got to scroll way down. Exploding reclamation. You see it? <laughs> yeah, finally. And uh, scroll down a few rows there. Um, so next we have Splendid Reclamation. It is three green for a sorcery. Uh, then it says, return all land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. So really, uh, unless you're playing a deck that plays Crucible of Worlds or something, or have some combo with this, I don't see you playing it. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of. Like, unless you're playing against a big land destruction deck for some reason, like, yeah, <laughs> it's this, this is an extremely fringe case for sure. So uh, that's all for green. What do you think about green in general? Uh, green has some nice stuff. Um, I don't think it's as powerful as white or blue was, but um, it, it, it's. I think it's definitely on par with like red for sure. Um, has a couple nice bombs, um, some nice tribal stuff. So it'll be fun to see for sure. Yeah, uh, I, I'm say I'm assuming the best card is the Cultivator Colossus. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's Easy. that's <laughs> like that's the only one out of these that I really am like I should pick that up for my commander deck. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be played hundred percent. All right, so now uh, multicolored Corey. Yeah, so on the multicolor, we got the first card we got is Anji, Maid of Dishonor, which is two black and a red for a 4-5 legendary creature vampire. So whenever Anji, Maid of Dishonor, and or one or more other vampires enter the battlefield in your control, you create a blood token. This ability triggers only once each turn. And then it has pay two mana, sacrifice another creature, or a blood token. Each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. All right, so um, the Vampire Commander deck, anybody? <laughs> yeah, this set is filled with vampires. If you have an old Edgar deck, this might go in there. Uh, so if you have a Rakdos Sacrifice deck, if you another sack outlet, you could put this in there. Because like, even if oh, you don't easy, have vampires, yeah. you can sack any creature to drain them. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and there's tons of sack outlets. Like, that's not hard to find in, in Commander. So... Uh, I could definitely see this being played in some kind of Rakdos, like, you know, destroy you deck. <laughs> um, and also great with the current vampire, um, you know, tribe as well that's going on in standard. Uh, next up, we have Eruth Tormented Prophet. Uh, it is one blue red for a 2-4 legendary human wizard creature. Uh, that has, if you would draw a card, exile the top two cards of your library instead. You may play those cards this turn. So basically, extra card draw. Yeah, the only downside is you you don't ever draw. So instead of drawing, you exile two cards and you may play them. 
But so if you, you know, tap out to play the, to draw cards, you're not going to draw. You're just going to exile cards. So you're going to only want to do this when you have excess mana to cast those cards. But you are looking at more cards. So I think this as a commander would be really fun because you can wheel or something and you're going to look at 14. Oh, you're going to be looking at so many. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to be like, hmm, what's the best card that I want to play? Just just look for that combo piece. <laughs> Whatever yeah, it is that you so need to win the game. It seems very, uh, very fun to play. I don't know how powerful it's going to be until like, I play against it, but... I feel like, like in the right circumstance, it'd be very good, especially in stand and uh, not standard uh, in uh, commander for sure. Standard, eh, maybe, but you generally don't have that much mana to work with. So, our next we got Grolnok the Omnivore, two green blue for a three three legendary creature frog that says whenever a frog you control attacks, mill three cards. Whenever a permanent card is put into your graveyard from your library, exile it with a croak counter on it. You may play lands and cast spells from among cards you want to exile with croak counters on them. Interesting. Okay. So as a commander, this seems really busted because the croak counters yeah. stay there, so you can just replay them to cast it again. Um, as a one-of in a deck, if he dies, you can't ever cast those exiled cards anymore. Right. That would not be great. <laughs> um also, if for some reason you want to play Frog Tribal, here's your commander. Yep, yep. If you're if you're looking for that outlet. <laughs> um, next up, we have Halana and Elena Partners. Uh, it is uh, two red green for a two three uh, legendary human ranger creature uh, that has first strike and reach. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put X plus one plus one counters on another target creature you control, where X is Halana and Elena's power. That creature gains haste until end of turn. So this seems um, slower than some other cards we've seen, but it's better. But if it's better than um, what's that? The mono green one that does the same thing when it attacks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's better than that because it gains haste. So you could. Throw a creature out and then put a one put so at minimum you're gonna put two one one counters on something and then give something haste. Yeah. So and you don't even have to attack with this; it's just the beginning of combat. Yeah, which is really you don't have nice. to attack with it either. You can just stack one one counters on stuff. But yeah, I mean, a, a lot of times this is usually some kind of triggered or like uh, activated ability or something like that. The fact that it's literally just a trigger at the beginning of combat that's nice. So you don't even have to worry about it dying. You can just keep doing it until they have like a kill spell or something. Um, definitely nice for like a, an aggro deck that's gruel for sure. Next up, we got Kaya Geist Hunter. It's one white black for a legendary planeswalker Kaya. So it comes in with three loyalty counters. And then it has plus one creatures you control gain death touch until end of turn and put a plus one plus one counter on up to one target creature token you control. And then minus two until end of turn, if one or more tokens would be created under your control, twice that many are created instead. And minus six, exile all cards from all graveyards and create a 1-1 white spirit creature token with flying for each card exiled this way. So outside of a token deck, this seems really bad. Yeah, this is only good for a token deck. Very interesting colors for this too. Yeah, because it's black and white. I don't know how many you know, black, white token decks there are, but yeah, Orzov is uh, like, you'd think there'd at least, 
you you think there'd at least be green somewhere in the color identity because this is a very green like like especially that's literally doubling season is the minus two uh, or like the trigger for doubling season. Um, right. I mean, white has that too. Like oh, the, like I guess it does. Or whatever, I think. Does yeah. That. So okay, that's fair. But yeah, the, the just the fact that green is missing is uh, interesting. Um, so yeah, it's. If you have some kind of Orzov token deck, this this is your card, basically. You could probably you could probably get away with putting it in like Edgar because every time you make a vampire, you could then give it Death Touch and a one one counter, or make right, two vampires yeah. when you cast something. Yeah, that would be about it, though. I think. Right. All right. Uh, next up, we have yet another Odric. Uh, this is Audric Blood Cursed, uh, who is one red white for a three three legendary vampire soldier creature that has when Audric Blood Cursed enters the battlefield create X blood tokens or X is the number of abilities from among flying first strike double strike death touch haste hexproof indestructible lifelink menace reach trample a vigilance found among creatures you control that's like literally all the keywords pretty much yeah other than like skulk <laughs> yeah, like the random ones from like a specific um, set <laughs> it's interesting that Audric got turned into a vampire because he's a vampire yeah, now so that's kind of cool cursed. uh the ability i mean other than like a keyword matters deck i mean there was that commander before but i don't know if that commander even had red in it so i don't know i don't think it did that I remember. I mean, so like at best, like if you're just playing this in a red-white deck, you're probably going to be able to get flying first strike, double strike out. So you get three or four yeah. off of this. You probably get at least a couple for sure. But I don't know like if blood tokens ma- like aren't even that good. So like... Yeah, I mean, obviously we won't really know until we really play with the set, but... Um, and it's only an ETB. So it's only a one-time trigger too. Right. So you got to make most it count. Time, just, it's three for a three, three vampire soldier. Right. So, I mean, if that's what you're looking for, I mean, it's nice stats, I guess, but that's about it. Uh, next, we got old Rutstein. It's uh, one, a black and a green for a legendary creature, human peasant. It's a one four. when old Rutstein enters the battlefield or at the beginning of your upkeep, mill a card. If a land card is milled this way, create a treasure token. If a creature card is milled this way, create a 1-1 green insect creature token. If a non-creature, non-land card is milled this way, create a blood token. So, basically, you're milling cards for resources here. Yeah, the only downside is that only this effect only triggers off of his milling. So you can't mill yourself with other cards to get this. You can only, you right. only get it the one time every turn. Yeah, which definitely so uh, makes it that definitely far hind- less busted. <laughs> yeah, it definitely hinders it in a way, but it's still value. I think this would be more likely to go in the 99 of a self-mill deck than it would. For sure. Yeah, this would go into that, like, you know, find that random card to win if you have no cards, whatever, whatever like that blue deck is that Jake plays. <clears throat> I could see that being in there. That'd be, or, or yeah. actually, that wouldn't even work because that's not even blue. Right. <laughs> I had to go on something else. Um, but yeah, interesting card. I'm not exactly sure what it would be played in, though. 
Good, probably like Sadisi self mill or something. Oh, actually, yeah. I don't even know if Sadisi is that green. I, I think green? it is. I'm not sure. Let's <laughs> look at the card. Anyway, some sort of self mill deck. Um, yeah, not that great of a card. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, but I don't, I, I don't see the value behind it really. Uh, next up, we have Olivia Crimson Bride. Here she is. Uh, uh, four black red for a 3-4 uh, legendary vampire noble creature. She has flying in haste. Also, whenever Olivia Crimson Bride attacks, return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped and attacking. It gains when you don't control a legendary vampire, exile this creature. So basically, as long as she's in play, you have an army. Or if you just bring back a legendary vampire. Or, or any, yeah, it could be more than one, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> then it would die until itself is dead. Um, yeah, uh, kind of a high cost, but definitely nice effect. And we're going to pause here for a second. Sorry, I got interrupted. <laughs> That's okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, this is really busted, um, especially when attacking. Like, attack triggers. The reason it has haste is so you can do it right away and just play yeah, a nice. bomb vampire. Like, this is... Very good guard. And this is this is the vampire basically of the set. So I mean, we're expecting it to be good. <laughs> uh, next, we got Torin's Fist of the Angels. It is one green white for a two-two human cleric legendary creature with training. And whenever you cast a creature spell, create a 1-1 one, one green and white human soldier creature token that also has training. That's really good in a Slesnia token deck, like my commander deck. <laughs> yeah, so you make a bunch of tokens with training and then attack with 1-3-3, three, three, and you're going to give them all 1-1 one, one counters. Yeah, that seems very good. That's explosive as hell. <laughs> yes, very good card. Yeah, I could, I mean, even in standard, this I could see this being very good. Just literally any creature-based deck. Now we got just a couple of artifact cards. Oh, yep, wait, what do uh, we what do we think about multicolored in general here? Um, a lot of these legendary creatures are kind of lackluster, honestly. I mean, there's a couple pretty busted ones, but outside of like Olivia and like this uh, the the Torin's Fist of Angels card, like the rest of these are kind of eh. Yeah, they all seem like they could be very fun commanders if you don't want something with a super high power level. Um, obviously, yeah. the blue-red one can still be very good, and same with the frog. Um, right, but like, yeah. if you have a deck that everyone's complaining about you uh, just winning all the time, try making a deck with one of these cards, and even if you build it to your best, it's probably going to be like a power level 8. Right, and it should still be fun to play for sure because all these seem, all these seem real fun and interesting. Um, they're just not busted per se, except for a couple. Um, so now moving on to we have uh, a couple artifacts here. Um, first up, we have Dollhouse of Horrors. It is a five cost artifact that has pay one and tap it. 
exile a creature card from your graveyard. Create a token that's a copy of the exile creature card, except it's a zero zero construct construct artifact in addition to its other types, and also has this creature gets plus one plus one for each construct you control. It gains haste until end of turn. Activate only as a sorcery. Yeah, so if you have a deck where you're making a lot of artifact constructs anyway, seems like you could pull it in there. Um, it's it's pretty good and limited because if you can activate it like three times, you're gonna get you know plus yeah, three plus three. Sure. Definitely good for like, like if you have like some kind of like th- like th- you know a Thopter Factory or something like that. I don't know if those are constructs, but something that makes constructs. Right this or uh, Changeling work. Tribal deck, you would put this in. Yeah, definitely. Because then it just gets huge. <laughs> um, the next artifact we got is Investigator's Journal. Costs two for an artifact clue. Get a clue. Uh, Investiga- Investigator's Journal enters the battlefield with the number of suspect counters on it equal to the greatest number of creatures a player controls. And it has pay to tap, remove a suspect counter from it, draw a card, and pay to sacrifice it, draw a card. So just some quick card draw, basically. Yeah, I think if you're in a deck like Mono White that doesn't have a ton of card draw options, this is pretty good. Yeah, uh, especially going against like a you know big creature deck, uh, you can get a whole lot of uh, t- counters on this and draw some cards. Yeah, the only downside is you can only you have to tap it, so you can only you know probably only draw once around. Um, but I mean, otherwise, but being able to sack it if you needed another card in dire straits, or if you just use up all the counters, then you can sack it and get another card. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, so that's it for the artifacts. Um, you know, just kind of some basic stuff. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Yeah. Then we're on the uh, lands. All right. So lands. It looks like we have. Um, We'll, we'll start off with, there's a couple of uh, kind of dualish lands here first. Uh, first, we have Deathcap Glade. That is a black and green dual land that has tap, add, black, or green. And then it has Deathcap Cla- Glade enters the battlefield tapped unless you control two or more other lands. Yeah, so we have a whole series here that are the opposite of the ones that came in tapped unless you had uh, less than two. Yeah, or two or less, and now it's we have two or more. So this is these are better for commander. I feel because most of the time you're if like if you have these in the first two turns of the game, you don't really care if they come in tap probably. And if you draw it later, you can play it right away as a dual. Or land you have, or you have lands that you'd rather play. You know, you right. probably have better options. Um, so then we also so we have the black green one, like you said. Then we have Dream Root Cascade. It's green blue. Shattered Sanctum, White Black, Storm Carved Coast, Blue Red, and Sundown Pass, Red White. Yep. So those would be those are our duels for this set. Uh, and then uh, lastly, we have uh, Voldaren Estate. It is uh, a non-basic land that has tap, add a waste. It also has tap, pay one life, add one mana of any color. Spend this mana only to cast a vampire spell. And lastly, it has tap five and tap it. Create a blood token. This ability costs one less to activate for each vampire you control. So this is going in every vampire deck. Vampire land. Yep. (laughs) Definitely. 
Um, which yeah. What do you think about these? What do you think about these lands? Um, uh, the dual lands are really nice, definitely. Yeah, Um, I think the dual lands we played a lot in Commander. Yeah, these are. I mean, the Agro lands that came out in I think it was Scars and Mirrodin, if remember right, where there was two or less lands you controlled. Um, it was really easy to whiff on those. So these, I feel like, are a lot more better chance that you'll be able to be able to play at the turn you get it. Right. And uh, Voldarian Estate, obviously going in every Vampire deck, I really want the Biobox promo one, which is the Dracula series one. Ooh, that is, nice. it's, Dra- it's Dracula's castle. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it looks awesome. Um, and then, uh, so lastly here, there, uh, Evolving Wilds was uh, reprinted again, which is our you know, typical uh, cantrip land, basically. Uh, and then we have uh, what are a bunch of kind of monochrome-looking full art lands, which I think look kind of cool. These are these. Are yeah, nice. I do. I do like these lands. They did the same thing in the last one, Midnight Hunt. Um, yeah. The monochrome lands—they look pretty cool. Uh, yeah, now we got some cool art. Yep. Now we're going to go into the cards that are going to require a lot of reading. The double-faced cards. <clears throat> so first we got Faithbound Judge, which is. One colorless is a one white white for a four four spirit soldier creature that has defender flying and vigilance. And at the beginning of your upkeep, if faithbound judge has two or fewer judgment counters on it, put a judgment counter on it. And as long as it has three or more judgment counters on it, it can attack as though it didn't have defender. And then when it dies, so from the graveyard, you can disturb it for seven, which means you cast it from the graveyard for the other side. And the other side is an enchantment or a curse where you enchant a player. And at the beginning of your upkeep, put a judgment counter on it. And then if there are three or more judgment counters on it, the enchanted player loses the game. And if it would be put into a grave from anywhere, exile instead. Huh. Very interesting. Um, so a cursed creature card, basically. <laughs> Yeah, so most of these, I mean, there's a whole series of them that are, um, like, the Disturbed, it just comes back as an enchantment. Uh, so, but yeah, so basically you have a 4-4 Flying Vigilance that slowly with Defender for three mana, they'll in four turn, or three turns to be able to attack. And if they kill it for seven, you can enchant it to somebody, and they have three turns to get rid of this, so they just lose the game. Yeah, so uh, uh, pretty honestly, pretty decent value. Uh, it, it you know does kind of have a timer on it, but if they can't react to it, it's you're you're set. Honestly, um, I think this is pretty nice. Good value. I think it's card, a pretty it's a pretty good card. Tempo. I mean, if you have a if you have a spirit deck or a soldier deck, you're probably putting it in there anyway. Or even a curse deck, you know. Yeah, because it kind of a curse too on the on the backside. Yep. Um, so it, it's just it's, this is like the definition of a tempo card, pretty much. Like, if they can't deal with it, they're pretty screwed. Uh, next up, we have... Uh, oh, God. Catilda uh, Kat- Donhart Martyr. Um, that is one white white for a star star legendary spirit warlock creature. Um, <laughs> with a lot of keywords. It has flying, lifelink, protection from vampires. It also has Catilda uh, Donhart Martyr's power and toughness are each equal to the number of permanents you control that are spirits and or enchantments. Uh, and then it has Disturb 5, which uh, we'll flip it over to the other side. That uh, turns it into a uh, legendary enchantment aura 
that's an enchanted creature that has enchanted creature has flying lifelink and protection from vampires and it gets plus x plus x where x is the number of permanents you control that are spirits and or enchantments and then if katilda's rising dawn uh would be put into a game anywhere exile it instead so this is great for a spirit tribal deck yeah very good in spirit tribal or an enchantment deck um, the pro vampires, I mean, unless you know somebody with a vampire deck, probably not going to play it that much. But it's yeah. three. It's three mana only. And it disturbs yeah. out of the graveyard for five and then gives something pro vampires flying and lifelink. And a, yeah. and, and, a and a buff. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, nice, again, nice value card. Um, and, I mean, obviously good in the meta for standard because, for, I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll be seeing vampire decks. But outside of that, that doesn't matter as much. But the other keywords are really nice. Yeah, I mean, so if you play this even on turn three, and if you have nothing else, it's still a 1-1 one, one flying life link. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> All right, next we got uh, Wedding Announcement which is two and a white for an enchantment. It says the beginning of your end step, put an invitation counter on wedding announcement. If you attacked with two or more creatures this turn, draw a card. Otherwise, create a 1-1 one, one white human creature token. Then if wedding announcement has three or more invitation counters on it, transform it. And it transforms into wedding festivity, which is uh, an anthem where all your creatures get plus one plus one. Nice. So uh, let's see. How do you flip it? It's uh, if you have three, so three, three turns basically. Oh, so okay. You attack with two or more creatures. Okay. Uh, no, so so at so your end step, you put a counter on no matter what, and then if you attack oh. with two more creatures, you'll draw a card. But if you didn't, you get a one. You make a one. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. So no matter what, you're gonna get a counter on it, and then you're either gonna get a one-one token or a card, or draw a card out of it. So, and then in three turns, it'll flip into the anthem where all your creatures get plus one swarm. So no, no matter what, you're getting value out of this. So that's nice. And then right. the anthem, of course, is fantastic. That's always... And it's, and it's a white you know, one. And it's white, and it's a possibility to draw some cards in white. Yep. Again, white card draw, pretty rare. Very nice. Uh, very cheap, too. Only three. So you don't have to pay very much for it, either. Um, pretty. That's a pretty nice card, especially in that color. Um, <clears throat> next up we have Jacob Hauken Inspector. Um, it is one blue for a zero two legendary human advisor creature that has tap it, draw a card, then exile a card from your hand face down. You may look at that card for as long as it remains exiled. You may pay four blue blue. If you do transform Jacob Hauken Inspector. And then it transforms into Hawkins Insight, which is a legendary enchantment that has at the beginning of your that has at the beginning of your upkeep exile the top card of your library face down. You may look at that card for as long as it, it remains exiled. It also has once during each of your turns you may play a land or cast a spell from among the cards exiled with the permanent or with this permanent, without paying its mana cost. Yeah, seems uh, very, very good. Um, it's a, it's a, basically a looter from your hand um, under this, and then once you have the six mana to transform it while you loot, you can then start casting a card for free every single turn. 
Yeah, seems very good. Like, oh yeah, let me let me cast my omniscience for free. Then everything's free. <laughs> yeah, and the fact that you get to pick, like, you get to draw a card yeah, and then you, you pick the best, pick. like the best card in your hand. You should just stick under this. Like, yeah, I just like, hope they oh, don't yeah, kill this. Let, let me just cast Draco for free. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, let me just cast you know freaking uh, Ugin or whatever. It's like, yeah, that's yeah. nice. This is busted. <laughs> it's super good, and it's only two mana. It's like, and then it's, it's two freaking mana. What the hell? Like, uh, yeah, and six six for that ability is very good. All right, and then next we got Mirror Hall Mimic, uh, blue and three for a zero zero creature spirit. You may have Mirror Hall Mimic enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield for its a spirit in addition to its other types. So four mana clone, and then it has Disturbed from the graveyard for f- three blue blue, so five mana. For Enchant Creature, at the beginning of your upkeep, create a token that's a copy of Enchanted Creature, except for it's a spirit in additional in addition to its other types. And then if this would be put in the graveyard, exile it. Right. So I believe clone did cost four, if I remember right. So that's the same casting cost. In yeah. So the front side is basically clone. Um, yeah. But the front side is not great. The disturbed is the awesome part because you can you get a copy every single upkeep of whatever you enchant. Yes. For literally one more mana. <laughs> yeah, so this is one of those cards you're going to want to just loot into your graveyard and then play it for five. Yeah, like, that's really good. <laughs> um, def- you know, this this is, this this will work in almost anything, honestly. Especially in a looter deck. Uh, next up, we have uh, Concealing Curtains. Uh, it is... A black for a zero four wall creature with obviously defender, uh, and then it has uh, pay two and a black to transform. Uh, you uh, pay two and a black to transform concealing curtains. Activate only as a sorcery. So then it transforms into revealing eye that is a three four eye horror creature with menace. When this creature transforms into revealing eye, target opponent reveals their hands. You may choose a non-land card from it. If you do, that player discards that card and then draws a card. So it's kind of like a like one mana zero easy. four that you can turn into a black Vendillion click, kind of. Or, or click, yeah. I guess that would be what it would be like with menace. Yeah, definitely nice. Uh, and it only costs three to transform it, and those are good stats for three. Yeah, so if you have this in your opening hand, one mana, and then turn three can do right away, and basically you get rid of their best card and then have a three, four mana, so it's not bad. Yeah, definitely definitely good. Good Again, this is a great tempo card, 100%. Next we have Henrika Damanafi. I don't know if I can pronounce that right, but... It's two in the black black for a 1-3 legendary creature vampire with flying. At the beginning of combat on your turn, you choose one of the following that hasn't been chosen. Each player sacrifices a creature, draw a card and lose a life, or transform it. And it transforms into a 3-4 with flying, death touch, and lifelink vampire that has pay three. Each creature you control with flying, death touch, and or lifelink gets plus one plus zero until end of turn. Well, it, it, it's one black black, three total. Yeah, didn't I say that? To oh, clarify, said you, said, you just said three. Oh, yeah, one black black. Um, so you literally don't have to pay anything to transform her. Correct. <laughs> you, you can want, just you choose can, to do it. Yeah, you can pay for it, play this on your pre-main combat, and just immediately transform her if you want. 
But most of the time, you're probably going to want to play in a scenario where you can make someone sack a creature, draw a card off of it, and then transform it. But Right, yeah. I mean, in, in a perfect world, you'd want to probably do all three, because they're all pretty decent, really. So you got an edict, you have, uh, uh, you know, basically uh, a sign-in blood, I guess, is what that would be. And then, yeah, and then transform it into uh, basically a better Nighthawk. Yeah, it transforms <laughs> into a better Nighthawk, yep. Like, if you have Nighthawk weird. out, you could give Nighthawk plus one plus oh. Exactly. Oh, yeah, let's make it bigger. Because <laughs> it's already a good creature. Let's make it even worse. <laughs> uh, this is a great card. Hey, I love this card. This will be, if you have a vampire set, it's sweet. Uh, this could be interesting as a commander as well, just for the fact that you could play like Flying, Death Touch, or Lifelink Trample in Mono Black could be interesting. That would be gross. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And and not to mention that, like, you can just keep buffing your board. Like, that that seems pretty good. Yeah, especially with Cabal Coffers, just sink all of your mana into buffing everything. Yeah, I mean, then like, if they all have, like, you know, Death Touch or Lifelink or something like that, it's, it's, they're going to be hard to deal with. Um, next up, we have uh, Voldarin Bloodcaster. It is one black for a 2-1 vampire wizard creature with flying that has whenever Voldoran bloodcaster or another non-token creature you control dies create a blood token it also has whenever you create a blood token if you control five or more blood tokens you can transform him uh then he transforms into bloodbat summoner who is a 3-3 vampire wizard creature with flying at the beginning of combat on your turn, up to one target blood token you control becomes a 2-2 black bat creature with flying and haste in addition to its other types. Yeah, so you're basically going to make a bunch of blood tokens and then transform it and turn all your blood tokens into 2-2 bats with flying. So here's where blood tokens can be good. <laughs> We're kind of yeah, bashing here's a, on them. Here's back. a payoff, payoff for having blood tokens. You finally have a payoff. Uh, and yeah, if you have a, cent- a deck centered around blood tokens, this seems pretty decent. Um, and then next we got Ill-Tempered Loner. So it's a guy that's ill-tempered and he's alone. Uh, it's a uh, red, like red. Me. <laughs> Yeah, right. So it's two red, red for a three-three human werewolf. Whatever ill-tempered loner is dealt damage, it deals that much damage to any target. So if he blocks uh, or is blocked, you can deal that much damage or how much is dealt to him to any target. And then it has pay one in a red. It gets plus two plus zero until end of turn. So like kind of like fire breathing, for you have to do it in multiples of two. And then it has Daybound, so that's the day side. And then the night side is a 4-4 werewolf. Whenever a permanent you control is dealt damage, Howl Pack Avenger deals that much damage to any target. So then it's, if any of your things are dealt damage, it deals damage to that. And then it has the pay two, it gets plus two plus so. Or pay one in a red, it gets plus two plus so. So that's pretty... This is, a, a, this is what red wants, dealing damage? I mean, yeah. And it's like... Avenging damage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's first he's an ill-tempered loner, so he, you know he deals damage when he's hurt, and then uh, he becomes the avenger when he's a werewolf and avenges anything of yours that's dealt damage. Right. So that seems very good. Um, and that's uh, so that that's even just if like if they're blocking or if they get blocked, like that yep. would even count. So yep. that seems very very good. Um, you could also put in. 
this in like a stop hitting yourself type deck where you like deal <laughs> one damage to everything on your board and then this is going to deal all that damage to it's going to deal a crap it, it just turns into a bomb <laughs> yeah Basically. or you could play like what is it blasphemous act does 13 damage to everything and then all you get to do 13 damage for every one of your creatures yeah that seems <laughs> very good <laughs> like in some fringe cases this can get pretty insane i think Especially if it's on the, the night side. The night side, especially. Uh, next up, we have Volatile Arsonist. Uh, it is three red red for a 4-4 human werewolf creature uh, with menace and haste. It also has, whenever Volatile, Volatile Arsonist attacks, it deals one damage to each of up to one target creature, up to one target player, and or up to one target planeswalker. Uh, and then uh, it has Daybound, so that's the day side. Then the nighttime side is Dire Strain Anarchist, that is a 5-5 werewolf creature with menace and haste, that has whenever Dire st- uh, Strain Anarchist attacks, it deals two damage to each of up to one target creature, up to one target player, and or up to one target planeswalker. So it basically, the night side does two, the, the day side does one. Yep, and then it gets one bigger in PT as well. <laughs> yep. Uh, Madison Haste obviously is nice. Um, for f- five, yeah, it's a little more expensive as far as mana cost, but definitely not bad. Definitely, if you're in a werewolf deck, you're playing this, because like, just being able to ping oh, for sure. things off. Is nice. Especially in good. red. Like in red, that's what you want to do. Oh, I guess let's do players or planeswalkers. So you're just gonna be paying players. Yeah. Well, it can. It can oh no, it's creature as well. You're it, right. It's it's, okay. it's 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 up to one creature, up to one player, and or up to. Oh, one. so you could do all three. You can do all three. Yes. So you could do a hit a creature, ping off a creature, hit a player, and ping a planeswalker. Yeah, but if if they're all three are on the board, you can do all three. So that's the best scenario. Yeah, definitely. So that's definitely nice. And then the, the night side, you can do two to each of them. So uh, very good for red, I think. All right, next we got Eva Brook Caretaker, four green green for a 4-4 human werewolf creature. It's green. Uh, it has hexproof. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put two plus one plus one counters on another target creature you control. That's the day side. Uh, the night side is Hollowhenge Huntmaster, which is a 6-6 creature werewolf with Hexproof that gives other permanents you control Hexproof. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put two plus one plus one counters on every creature you control. Oh my gosh. This is so good for green. It's night side is literally a privileged position that also buffs your board. <laughs> right. It is a 6-6 six, six creature. Yeah, and it's day and it side. Also has, and it also has hexproof. Yeah, and it's, and it's day side just puts two one counters on something, which is still good. Yeah, which is fine, and it's still a hexproof four four. So yeah, six definitely is worth that hundred percent. This this is so good for a green deck. Like any creature based green deck is gonna want this. Yeah, the only thing is in commander, it's kind of hard to flip it tonight, but. Unless yeah, you just do true. nothing. Yeah, you literally have to do, but that—that's the hard part. And then you have to try to keep it there too, which is also hard. Right. Um, but it's—it's it's a good card. Uh, let's see. You read that one, right? Yep. Okay. 
Uh, so next up, we have Howlpack Piper. Uh, it is three in a green for a 2-2 human werewolf creature. This spell cannot be countered. Uh, it also has pay two and tap, or sorry, pay one and a green and tap it. You may put a creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. If it's a wolf or werewolf, untap Hallpack Viper. Activate only as a sorcery. Uh, this is the day side. Uh, the n- nighttime side, it turns into Wildsong Howler. There's a 4 4 werewolf creature that has. Whenever this creature enters the battlefield or transforms into Wild Song Howler, look at the top six cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card from among them and put it onto the bat. Or sorry, put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Yeah, so I got this in my draft on Arena and in my draft this weekend at the Two Head Giant. This card is nuts in a werewolf deck. <laughs> I could definitely see that. <laughs> um, because you're paying two to put a creature card into play and then untap it. So you can just keep paying two for all of your wolves and werewolves. Put them all into play. It's and literally it, a piper for wolves, literally. is what it Yeah, is. and you could put any creature. It just won't untap them. So you could still just piper anything yeah. um, right. at the end. like So you put all your wolves in and then put it in something else. But yeah, And then the other thing is because you're piping them in and not casting them, you still cast no spells, so it immediately can transform to night. Right. That's and then get get you a, a card, a creature card from the top six, and then your opponent will probably make a day again, or if he doesn't, that's fine, whatever. Then on your turn, you cast two things, make it day so that it flips back, and then you can next turn pipe again and then get another thing when it transforms again. It's it's crazy. It can basically right. refills your hand and then pipes stuff into play, and yeah. then refills your hand, and then pipes stuff into play. It's nuts. Like We all know how good Elvish Piper is. That's a fantastic green card. This is a better version of that for werewolves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Literally. This card is insanity. Uh, and like, very, even very if you're not playing a werewolf deck, it's still, for two, put one creature into play, and then get a creature from the top six when it flips, so it's still decent. Oh, it's it, yeah. This is, this is awesome. 100%. All right, so next we got Uvenwald Oddity. It's two green green for a 4-4 beast with trample and haste. And then it has pay five green green, so seven mana to transform it. And it transforms into Uvenwald Behemoth, which is an 8-8 creature beast horror with trample and haste. And all of the creatures you control get 1-1 one, one and have trample and haste. Okay, so it's literally a, uh, what is that, Sylvan Might, I think is what that is, that gives your ship plus one plus one on Trample, uh, and also Haste, so that's all, that, this, this is good. <laughs> yeah, I like because, like, at the worst, it's four, for a four, four Trample Haste is probably what you're going to do most of the time, and then if yeah. you ever just can't do anything and you have seven mana, like, say your mana flood and you have seven mana sticking around, Boom, I'm flipping this is now an 8-8 and all my stuff has trample haste. Yeah, and you you just create a bomb and then your creatures are better too. Yep. Like you just, you just overrun your opponent, literally. And they have haste too. Green does not give stuff haste ever. This is so good. <laughs> uh, yeah, very, very unusual to see. Uh, very good. And yeah, just the, 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 the front side is four for a 4-4 four, four with trample and haste is fantastic uh, value, I think. Exactly. Uh, next up, we have uh, 
Dorothea, Dorothea, Vengeful Victim. Uh, it is white blue for a 4 4 legendary spirit creature with flying. When Dorothea, Vengeful Victim, attacks or blocks, sacrifice it at the end of combat. And then uh, it has Disturb for one white blue. Uh, which when you do that, uh, it turns into Dorothea's Retribution, which is an aura enchantment. Uh, that's an enchant creature that says enchanted creature has whenever this creature attacks, create a 4-4 white spirit creature token of flying that's tapped and attacking. Sacrifice that token at the end of combat. It also has, um, if it's uh, would be put into your graveyard from anywhere, exile instead. Yeah, so this is basically a worse Geist. Yeah, Saint pretty Traft. much. Yeah, the Geist of St. Traft. Yeah, because, you know, you're playing for two as a 4-4, four, four, and then you're enchanting something that turns any creature into Geist. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, it's, you know, fine for standard, but, you know, Geist is better. <laughs> right, like, if, if Geist is better if you can only fit one of these. If you need more than one of these yeah. effects in your deck, it's great. Yeah, and another I mean another Geist trigger is always good, like in like a spirit deck or something like that. Uh, next, we got Edgar the Charmed Groom, uh, two white and a, a black, so two a white and a black, so four mana for a four four legendary creature vampire that gives all other vampires you control plus one plus one, and then when he dies, you return to the battlefield transformed, and when it's transformed, he goes in his coffin, so it's Edgar's coffin. Uh, it's a legendary artifact. With the beginning of your upkeep, create a 1 1 white and black vampire creature token with lifelink. Put a bloodline counter on Edgar Markov's counter. Coffin, I mean. And then if there are three or more counters on it, remove those counters and transform them back into Edgar the Charm Groom. So basically, he dies, he goes in his coffin for three turns, and he comes back again. That's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, he's basically a persisting 4 4 that buffs your vampires. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. The only downside is it's at the beginning of your upkeep, so you do have to wait three whole turns to get them back again. Yeah, it's not each upkeep or something like that. That would be busted. <laughs> um, but uh, this is obviously great in a white-black vampire deck. Or even as a commander. I could see it as a commander, too. Yeah, if you just want a commander that's not going to die and give you value. Yeah, just value city. Um, next up, we have Runo Stormkirk. Uh, that is a one blue black for a one four uh, legendary vampire cleric creature with flying. When Runo Stormkirk enters the battlefield, put up to one target creature card from your graveyard on top of your library. At the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top card of your library. You may reveal that card. If a creature card with mana value six or greater is revealed this way, transform Runo Stormkirk. And he transforms into uh, Krothus, Lord of the Deep, which is a 3-5 legendary Kraken horror creature with flying. Oh, God, a Kraken with flying. <laughs> Whenever uh, Krothus, Lord of the Deep, attacks, create a tapped and attacking token that's a copy of another target attacking creature. If that creature is a Kraken, Leviathan, Octopus, or Serpent, create two of those tokens instead. Oh, my. Yeah, so this is, <laughs> for me, finally, a legendary creature that be, can, can be your commander for a sea monster's deck. Right, yeah. We've had so many, like, Krakens and Octopus and things like that that are all really good. 
but yeah, they all cost yeah. a boatload of mana. They all cost like eight or more. <laughs> but this guy can cheat him into play and make copies of them. Yeah, that. Oh God, I can see so many. Oh, he can't cheat him into this. play. I guess he can just make copies of them. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't cheat them. You have to, you have to use your omniscience or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this, this seems like a really fun card. Yeah, it seems fun. Doesn't seem super great because you're first. You're going to need top deck manipulation to be able to put something on top of six or more to flip him, and then you're going to need another sea monster out from the copy. Right. So, in a deck that's built around it, um, I could see this being like a, a engine that will drive the deck. But it's got to be a specific. Like it needs to be like a sea monsters deck, basically, like something with krakens and things in it. Yep, so it seems very fun. I definitely, if I pull this card, I'm going to build the Sea Monsters deck. because it'll be This fun. would be a fun, like, commander deck for sure. <laughs> yep. All right, so what do you think of all the double face cards? Uh, they are all really good on, in their own right. Like, some obviously are insanely good. Which, all right, so now we've talked about the whole set. What is your favorite card in the set, you think? Which one oh, do you God. really like? Favorite card? Um, Honestly... Uh, that Selesnia one. When was that Selesnia one that was like really good for me? Oh, the uh, wolf guy, Tolismer or whatever. Yeah, so I think. Uh, I think it was was it under multicolored? Yeah, Torrens. Yeah, he was really good because he just he just gets huge. <laughs> he does just get huge. Yeah. Uh, for me, Olivia and Edgar are cool. I did open an Edgar, so now I'm just hoping to get Olivia, so that we have all the new vampires um i also really like the sea monsters card would be cool as a commander yeah oh also that that piper that piper is sick the wolf piper yeah if you if you have the werewolves commander deck that's i oh i really want to build like a werewolves deck someday and oh that would just be so insane in a deck like that Well, that's uh, basically it for uh, Crimson uh, Crimson Vow, right? That's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, that's it for uh, Crimson Vow. Um, so um, we'll uh, see yeah. you next time, guys. Sick. Thanks for joining us.